you always know it can happen, but uh, it doesn't really feel real. We're going to get into all this and more 49ers lose to the Los Angeles Rams 2017. Going to get y'all take on how y'all feel about it all. Uh, Going to talk a little bit about my emotions about it. How I felt going into the game. How I felt immediately after. San Francisco 49ers morning show. Let's go. Talk TV podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as you can see, I am recording live from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, I'm here covering the Senior Bowl for the Locked On Network, Locked On 49ers, Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, all that good stuff. Did see somebody say I have an echo. Don't know if it's because of where I'm recording. I don't hear an echo in here. Uh, maybe my mic. I don't know. I can't find my little cushion thing that comes over here that goes over this. Like, where, where did it go? Oh, I see it. Hold on, y'all. There we go. It was under a bed. So uh, there we go. I got my little cushion thing. <laughs> Hopefully that helps with the echo. I see somebody say I echo in here. Yeah, I am here covering the Senior Bowl. It is Senior Bowl time. It's Senior Bowl week. I've actually I actually covered the HBCU Combine uh, Saturday. A couple you know terrific prospects saw there cornerback or receiver from some smaller schools, Virginia State. I had a very interesting conversation with an HBCU head coach. Somebody in here before told me that the I ain't gonna get into it yet, but I had a very interesting conversation with an HBCU uh, head coach. We're gonna get to all that and more at another time, man. We're here all season. Stuff will change a little bit. Uh, full. I'll go to four days a week. I'm gonna start taking Fridays off and just kind of, you know, detach from everything on Fridays. But Monday to Thursday, we here. We live. It's the morning show. We got almost a hundred people in here. Already, uh, you know, obviously hit the like button, subscribe button, all that good stuff. And uh, let's get into it. 49ers, they lose. 49ers lose to the LA Rams 20 to 17. I predicted the 49ers would win by a final score of 27 23. So, so this is what I want to come. I want to start off saying. You, you. Every situation won't be like as ideal as you would like it. You have to be able to overcome certain things. If you would have told me before the game that the Rams would score twenty points, I'd say 49ers one hundred percent win. That's, if that's what you told me, if you said, Croc, Rams are only going to score 20 points, I would say 49ers win. Easily. So, people were throwing out stats. Cooper Cup had this many yards. Odell Beckham had this many yards. Jaquiski Tart dropped an inner... Whatever, right? 
But at the end of the day, you got a 10-point lead, and you got to put your foot on their fucking throats. And we've talked about this. So, so let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo, who people are telling me he had his best game. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy had his best game in months. <laughs> like, he he was barely a 50% completion guy. He missed a guy wide open. Uh, I'm not saying that he played bad. I'm not saying Jimmy played bad. But like the Super Bowl, and we said it, guys. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. My thing has always been, you got to make a play. Now, we will talk about the clutch thing. Because that's on me, right? Like, that was he didn't come through in the clutch. He didn't. And I've been the one to say, you know what? Jimmy's going to do a lot of weird stuff throughout games. But he's going to come through at the end of the game. He's going to come through. I've also said games are always a lot closer than they have to be. Because you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your, quarter, as your quarterback. He has a tough time putting teams away. What did I say? Listen, y'all. What did I say last week puts games away? I told y'all. I said, when the 49ers blow teams out, they put them away. What puts them away? I've always said it's the run game, right? It's the run game. The run game puts teams away, not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo. And when the run game ain't going, right, because the run game was not going, Jimmy wasn't able to put them away. Now, I expect him to not be able to put teams away because he's shown that he just does not do that. So that part I was expecting, even when it was 17-7. Jimmy's not going to put them away. But you got to hope the run game can, and the run game couldn't. And that's when you need your quarterback to make a play, and he didn't. And we've seen it several times now. We've seen it in games like, you know, Tennessee. We saw it in, uh, you know, the Cowboys game. We saw it in... You know, this Super Bowl uh, previously. I mean, you know, we've we've seen this. There's a trend of that. It's tough. Got my guy Big Dad. He says, I knew sooner or later Jimmy was going to catch up with us. It was almost like we're playing Russian roulette a little bit, right? Uh, it was it was like we're playing Russian roulette a little bit. Uh, we knew at some point, you know, that that time will come. And... Um, I think Kyle Shanahan did everything in his power to kind of prolong it, kind of push it off and hope, you know, but I've seen a lot of people question Kyle Shanahan's play calling. And it's like his play calling is a direct correlation of who he has at quarterback. Now, again, this is not to say Trey Lance would have came in and and played better. Won't say that. Uh, Trey Lance is a rookie. I expect rookies to do rookie things. Uh, you know, this is not, this was not a, this is not a Trey Lance could have done better type. To, no, no, I would never go there. But this is a Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what I'm saying? You you have to step up and, and make a play. And, uh, you know, I watched Joe Burrow. And I don't want to compare Jimmy to Joe Burrow because maybe it's just as simple as Jimmy's not Joe Burrow, right? But... Why are the Bengals going to the Super Bowl? You know, when when a team, when his team needed him to make some plays, Mahomes didn't. But Joe Burrow stepped up and made plays. When his team needed him to make plays, Joe Burrow stepped up and made plays. There was one play where, I mean, he was sacked. It was done. Like, he sacked. And he got out of the sack and ran for a first down. Like, just make a play. 
tough. Uh, so when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, there are a lot of people who are they're gonna point to they're gonna point to all these different things. <clears throat> so again, somebody pointed out all the stats from uh Odell Beckham had over a hundred, Cooper Cup had over a hundred. Blaza, blaza, blaza. At the end of the day, they had 20 points. I don't give a fuck about none of the yards and all these empty stats and, and whatever. I don't care about any of that. The only thing that matters is how many points did they score. They scored 20. That is not earth-shattering, right? That's not like, what do you expect? Jimmy Garoppolo got to go out and score 35 points to win. Like, no, it was not that type of game. It was just a game where... Can you can you keep some drives going? Can you make a couple throws? Can you make a couple plays? Like 49ers, they need that. And in the fourth quarter, for whatever reason, that has not been Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. And that's tough. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I get it. The tart drop. Yes. That was yes. That could have ended the game. Right? Tarts dropped interception. But at the end of the day, 49ers had several opportunities. To still make a play and win the game. And the offense didn't do it. I'm putting it on the offense because, again, when I gave my score prediction, it was 49ers win 27-23. The Rams scored less than what I expected. Uh, What's with all the hate on Tart? There was all 10 minutes left in the game. He missed that INT. You know, I it was a missed opportunity. It, it, it was. Uh, I agree that since the 10 minutes left, it, it definitely could have changed the trajectory of it. It was, I mean, it was a punt. It, yeah, you got to come down with that. I'm not going to say that's why the 49ers lost. People want to put that, like, no. I need my quarterback to make a play. By the way, if you guys hear my phone, I have my, uh, my phone on because I have, uh, I got people coming to install my, my uh, theater uh, stuff at the house. So I need my phone on so that if they call me. But, yeah, the tart play, it, it not not ideal, <laughs> right? You want to catch that. But I'm not going to put that on him. Who am I going to put it on again? I saw somebody that put out all the stats. Odell, over 100. This guy, over 100. Blah, blah, blah. Man, they scored 20 points. I don't care about none of those stats. I don't care about none of that. They scored 20 points. 49ers, if you told me before the game the Rams are only going to score 20 points, i tell you the 49ers win. Jimmy, I need you to make a play. Now, a lot of people are saying, why, why does Jimmy Garoppolo get the blame? Why does he get the blame? And I'm going to tell you why. Because the quarterback position is the only position. Again, the quarterback position is the only position that has a win-loss record next to their name. The only position, not a receiver, not a safety. Not a corner, not a linebacker, not an offensive lineman, not a running back, a quarterback. You have your, you have a record next to your name, uh, your starts. How, what's the record in your starts? Uh, and Jimmy's is much more good than bad. But you have a record next to your name in your starts. You get paid the most money. You touch the ball every play. Every play. Every play, the quarterback touches the ball. So. A lot of the, I don't want to say blame, but yeah, you, you know, people are going to look to you. What did you do to help your team win? And when it came down to it in the clutch, you didn't do anything. Now, again, I got my guy here. Jimmy G and Kyle uh, deserve <laughs> Kyle deserve each other. They're both choke artists. Diva only touches the ball uh, once in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, I do. I think that Kyle Shanahan definitely could have dialed up uh, some more uh, schemed up touches for Debo Samuel. Uh, I have a hard time, like, criticizing play calling because I don't know if things are designed to go to a guy like, Hey, maybe it's clear out and we got a slant coming underneath, but then the team takes it away. So you can't go to Debo. You got to go to somebody else. Like, I, I don't know. I would have to watch all 22 and see if they did anything from a schematic standpoint to, to get, you know, look to get Debo send me the ball and maybe the Rams just took it away. I, I don't know. Uh, I remember there was a slant. When was that slant? Nope, the slant was third quarter, I think. That got broken up. But I think from that standpoint, yeah, you got to figure out a way to get the ball in Debo Samuel's hands. I, I put a little blame on Debo. If you guys listen to the Locked On 49ers episode, I, I did put a little blame on Debo in the sense of this. Debo, kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo, they both kind of pigeonhole you a little bit with how you utilize them. Uh... Debo Samuel is an elite football player. Debo is an elite football player. Elite. Debo Debo Samuel is not the purest of receivers like like that, right? Uh, He wins a very specific way. And the reason why I put a little bit on him is because I listened to him – in a press conference this week. And he said, um, I don't I don't watch anybody else. I don't take anything from anybody else's game because ain't nobody like me. They don't play like me. Uh, I'm unique. There's nobody like me. So why would I watch anybody else? And when I was when I was a little bit younger, especially early in my relationship with my wife, you know, I would tell my wife, hey, I am who I am, you know. You know, you got to take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was that guy. I was I was very stubborn in that in that sense. And one thing that I've learned uh, as a husband, as a father, uh, as a friend, right? We can always become better versions of ourselves. And Debo Samuel, one thing he will learn, you can you can be all that, Debo, and 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 you can be unique in your way. Like you can you can be this again, elite football player. You also still can become a better version of yourself. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this offseason, Debo Samuel works to become a better version of himself. Now, again, he become better. I mean, we're talking about top five receiver in the league, right? I mean, this dude's already tremendous. Tremendous. Everything that they ask of him to do, kickoff returns, uh, you know, running back, running routes out the backfield, receiver, all that. And even then... I still think there there is some more in that. There's some more in him to to even improve his game even more and really take it to the next level to where people are like, man, is Debo the best receiver in the NFL? Right now, I think people would tell you, you know, he's he's an elite football player. He is. He's amazing. Matter of fact, I see a lot of people saying, man, Debo Samuel, that's that's my favorite football player. Guys that that have nothing to do with the 49ers. They just love watching Debo Samuel. They love the way he plays. They love the things he's able to do. His his comments, though, Debo, you can become a better version of yourself. And that's saying something because he's elite. And there's still some room in there. There's still some room in there. 
Uh, it came down to Cup and Beckham combining for over 200 yards. Can't stop. No, 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 no. That's not what it came down to. Listen, listen. Cup and, and Beckham, they have really good games. I do not care about the yards. I don't care about the, the yards. You gave up 20 points. That's not anything earth-shattering. That's not. You can overcome that. 20 points. Yeah, all them yards, all them stuff to get the score was 17-7. Just make a couple plays. Uh, you bugging with the Debo tape. Well, hold on. Okay. What part of the Debo take am I bugging with? What part? The part that I said he's a top five receiver in the league. And it's like, damn, he can he can be even better. The part that I said he's an elite football player. Like, what, what part am I bugging with? What about Cups two touchdowns? Cups two touchdowns, awesome. Two touchdowns. They scored 20 points. This, this is what you guys don't understand. And I see this a lot. People are like, oh, AJ Brown. Oh my gosh, the 49ers secondary. They, oh my goodness, AJ Brown had 140. They had 200 passing yards. 49ers gave up 20 points in that game. And one one score was on the last kick. Like that's what a lot of people look at. They'll look at an individual player. We got to look at the overall game because at the end of the day, stats are going to come from somewhere. But when your team gives up just 20 points and it took everything for that team to get there, you, you, your team gave you an opportunity. Your defense gave you an opportunity regardless of however many yards Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham had combined or two touchdowns. Okay, okay. Cooper Cup had two touchdowns. Those were their only two touchdowns. Cooper Cup had two touchdowns. Those were the Rams' only two touchdowns of the game. So it could have been Cooper Cup had a touchdown. It could have been Higby had a touchdown. Whatever. To me, two touchdowns is two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, my guy, uh, Jeep Crackhawk. Two touchdowns still, it only added up to 20 points. And again, if you were to tell me before the game, if you're telling before the game, 49ers only give up 20 points, I'll tell you 49ers win. Hold on, my guy. He he commented back. Hold on, hold on. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> hey, we got to wake Chris up. We got to wake Chris up to get him in here. He should be up. I don't know. I haven't heard from him. I think I texted him this morning. I haven't responded. I haven't heard yet back from him yet. The fact you're saying that he has to be better, like he, like he, like he is, what? The fact that you're saying he has to be better, like what he is now, isn't enough. He's playing running back because uh, we have a QB who can't get the ball to him, passing to him. No, I'm not. See, this is why I, this is why I like having the morning show. Got 300 of you uh, in here watching right now. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in. This is this is why I like uh, having the money show be, or morning show because sometimes if I were to tweet something like that, I don't really have the chance to elaborate, and then people are just going to take those. 140 characters or however many it is on Twitter and be like, this is, you said Debo is not good enough. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can always become a better version of yourself. And there is still room for Debo Samuel to grow as a pure receiver. I think that 
uh, Debo Samuel is an elite football player. He is an elite football player. I've seen countless amount of tweets of people saying Debo Samuel is their best, their favorite football player. I've said Debo Samuel, my favorite player. That goes back to his rookie year. I'm like, this is my favorite football player. I love the way he plays. I love it. So it's not, it's not that it's not a slight at him. What I'm saying is there is room for him to improve in certain aspects of his game that can help in moments where, hey, maybe a team is looking to kind of take you away. So, all right, maybe we could utilize you in a different way once you develop that as aspect of your skill set. That's not saying that he's not a baller. That's not saying he's not an elite football player. That's just saying, you know, I hear you, Debo. You're you saying ain't nobody like you. I'm watching nobody else. But we can always become better versions of ourselves. And I think that they're still as, in, as, as elite as he is as a football player. There is still room for improvement, which is scary. Because I'm talking about taking him from a guy that's potentially a top five receiver in the sense of his production right now to being a, a, one of the best receivers in the league just off of pure ability to, you know, separate, route, all that type of stuff. He has that in his bag. So that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying it wouldn't hurt him to watch some of the other guys say, you know what, I like how Devontae Adams did this. Let me add this to my game because, damn, Devontae Adams can't do this, 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 and this that I do. And now I didn't add it something that makes him good. That's going to take my game to the next level. That's all I'm saying. And I think in times like that where it's like, man, we got to get Debo the ball. Right now, the way he wins, it there is a chance that it, it could be a little tough and in, in that you have to be very specific with how you do it. I, I hope that makes sense. I don't want it to come off as if I'm – actually – if y'all don't get it by now, then y'all just <laughs> y'all don't get it. Um, I feel like we miss plays on offense and defense that could have changed the game. Yeah, and you know that's gonna happen in every game, right? There, there's gonna there's gonna be every game where you're gonna look at uh, certain plays, certain throws, a drop pass, a drop get whatever it is. That's like, man, if that play happened, and and my response always is going to be, it's on the quarterback to to overcome it. That's always going to be my response. He makes the most money. He's the most important player. He's the leader of the team. I need my guy, my quarterback, to overcome some of those things and make a play. Just make a play. Just make a play. I know. Go back to Super Bowl. I know. I know. I know. Passes got batted down at the line of scrimmage by Chris Jones. Four and just really needed one first down, and the game is over. But just got to make a play, Jimmy. This game, Jimmy, you got to make a play. I get it. Compton's getting pushed back into your lap. He's getting beat up. You know, you got pressure on you. I get it, Jimmy. You got to make a play. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Uh, I agree. Despite everything, we had a chance to close it out. Your QB at some point has to be able to win these games, period. And I think that's the one thing that the 49ers kind of have been kind of missing from Jimmy Garoppolo, just being able to say, you know what, man? Don't, you know what? I'm going to light it up. Right. Like, I'm going to light it up. Don't worry about whatever has happened. Don't worry about the tart drop uh, interception. Don't worry about X, Y, Z. You know what, Kyle? Don't worry. Don't worry if you don't call, you know, the perfect play every single time for me. Don't worry about none of that, Kyle. I'm going to come through in a clutch and I'm going to make a play for you. Not even a clutch before it even gets to clutch. Now, anybody who's been listening on here, I've said it consistently. Jimmy struggles to put teams away. When the 49ers really blow out teams, it's the run game. Go back and look. Go back at any game and look and see 
when the 49ers win by two, three touchdowns or whatever, how do they do it? Oh, man, they ran 40 times. The run game took off. How often do you see a game like, and again, I, I in no world am I, am I saying Jimmy Garoppolo is Josh Allen. Josh Allen's sitting at home too, right? But Josh Allen had a game against the Patriots. He threw four incomplete passes, five touchdowns, lit it up, right? Blew the Patriots out. Just good defense. Blew them out. You'll ne- I don't want to say you'll never. But you ain't ever saw a game where Jimmy Garoppolo lights it up like that and blows the team out with as good of defenses as he's had. He's had some really good defenses. Uh, Rams scored 34 against Cardinals, 30 against the Bucks. You hold them to 20 points. And now when there is something else going on. And, and that's kind of been my point. I don't care about the the, the stats, the empty pass, you know, this, that, and the other, Odell, uh, Cooper Cup. All, I don't care about none of that. They had 20 points. And, again, I'll continue to say it. If you told me before the game that the Rams are only going to have 20 points, I would say 49ers 100% win that game. That's what I would tell you. Hold on, I missed it. I think I missed the super chat. Uh oh no. I think we're good. Appreciate everybody's in the chat right now, man. If you, you know, we're gonna be here. It's gonna be a long off season, man. And I'm and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna definitely put the you know in the chat uh the the link so y'all can come on and y'all gotta just continue to hear me talk. Uh I think you are saying Debo could do things like improve his route running to get open and get the ball more. That That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, here's the thing. Receivers win different, right? Everybody asks me, like, Croc, when you're evaluating receivers with Debo, I had Debo at wide receiver two in that class behind DK Metcalf. But when, when, you're, when you're evaluating receivers, what's the first thing you look for? And the first thing that I look for when evaluating receivers, and I evaluate talent. That's why I'm here right now. This ain't my house. Y'all know that. Y'all that being here. I'm in Mobile, Alabama, for the, covering the Senior Bowl for the Locked On Draft Network. All right, Locked On Network. So, uh, Locked On Draft Show. So, I evaluate prospects, and the, the first thing I look for is, how does the receiver win, and does he win that way consistently? Right? So, Debo Samuel, we see how he wins, and we see that he can win that way consistently, right? But there are certain times where, that's not the most ideal to have to hang your hat on winning. So can you add to that repertoire? That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Great receiver, elite football player. Got to make sure I keep saying that because I know how, you know what I'm saying? I know how, you know, you know, I'll be twisting, twisting words and stuff sometimes. <laughs> I don't want nobody. Croc said Debo ain't good enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no the fuck I didn't say that. Uh, Ayuk is our pure receiver that would help Debo. Now, what he does for us and what he does in all, however, uh, Jimmy can't throw it down the field. As like most QBs, Trey will bring a different brand of football. We will get to Trey Lance. I'm pretty sure a lot throughout this offseason. So I don't want to touch on Trey Lance too much yet. Uh, but it is clear that Trey Lance attacks different areas of the field. Uh, you know, will it lead to more explosive plays? Uh, you know, will it lead to more passing yards and all that, more receiving yards? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll we'll dive into all that stuff. But I think what we do know is, uh, yeah, Ayuk essentially is more of a quote unquote pure, quote unquote pure uh, receiver. 
I have to choose my words wisely, wisely because I don't want it to seem like, oh, Croc is down on Debo. I love Debo Samuel. I love Debo. All right. But I, I get what you're saying. I'll say that. Appreciate the contribution. Uh, Ray Charles was in charge of calling delay a game on the Rams. No excuse, though. Uh, we should deliver the knockout blow, but then had had missed opportunities, man. Uh, y'all been hearing me. There's a lot to dive into this game, and obviously, I want to get y'all uh, thoughts and just on this whole situation. So y'all know what it is, man. You guys are gonna be able to come on live right now. If you're new to the show, man, I have the callers come on. Whatever it is that's on your mind, you guys have said a lot. Y'all have said a lot in the chat that I've missed. You know, reading super chats, answering those questions. Uh, you know, if you feel like maybe I skipped over you, one, you can leave a super chat. That always helps because I see those. But two, you can come on live, man, and talk and be able to, you know, go a little bit more in depth on what it is that you have to say about, you know, anything I've said today or just your thoughts on the game. Uh, I see my guy Tavarius. Uh, you know, 49ers need a wide receiver one. I think Debo is a wide receiver one. Again, he just wins in a he just wins in a different way. But I do think he's a wide receiver one. Uh, will most of still be on the team? Do we upgrade offensive line? Uh, do we upgrade O-line and DB spots? How are we at the receiver position? Ooh, great stuff. And we're getting into it, right? I mean, this is – shit, it's the offseason for the 49ers now. And I will be, you know, I'm here. I'm in Mobile, Alabama, uh, for the senior bowl, staying, staying in this Airbnb. I feel like I got too much wood around me, man. Wood. But uh, staying in the Airbnb, I will be evaluating the receivers that are there. Christian Watson, intriguing prospect, a guy who played at North Dakota State with Trey Lance. When you watch Trey Lance, just watch his highlights, right, from, you know, or they, they got all kinds of stuff on Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Every throw that he's ever uh, attempted, uh, highlights, all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, there's going to be a guy that jumps out to you immediately. And it's that 6'4", 200-plus pound receiver that runs a 4'3", Christian Watson. He's going to be here at the Senior Bowl. I cannot wait to watch him. I cannot wait. Uh, but obviously, there's always areas you can you can upgrade. I do think the offensive line. I think is Tomlinson going to be a free agent. I do think the offensive line is solid. Uh, is Alex Mack going to come back? Does Aaron Banks take a step in now? You can put him at the right guard position. McGlinchey, he's going to be back on his fifth year option. Obviously, Trent Williams. Hopefully, you know he stays for at least one more year. He's getting a little bit older, but he's playing at an elite level. One of the best offensive players in the NFL. Uh, I think the offensive line, I don't know how much upgrading they do. Defensive back, there's going to be some movement because Tart, uh, there won't be a Verrett next year, most likely. Uh, there probably won't be a Kawan Williams. So there's definitely going to be opportunities to kind of improve at the cornerback position. How they go about it, or defensive backs in general, that's one that we have to see. Uh, Kurt Warner, study ball on Jimmy G, shows how he doesn't read defenses well uh, and looks at the wrong side. Frequently can't beat teams. So here's the thing, and I hear you, and I and I've watched uh, I watched Kurt Warner one of his breakdowns of Jimmy Garoppolo, and it was clear early in the Rams game. Uh, I think he he threw a pass into like triple coverage to Debo Samuel as opposed to reading the left side. Well, I don't know what he's told. Uh, you know, when it comes to kind of going through his progressions, he's supposed to be reading left to right. He's supposed to be reading right to left. I can say what I think, and how you know you could see the concept of high low on the defensive back. And having George Kittle wide open, and it looks like that's where the ball is supposed to go with the high-low and uh, the clear out by uh, Travis Benjamin. Why is Travis Benjamin in the game? Typically, they're not throwing the ball to him. So if you see Travis Benjamin run a clear out, ideally, you would think that the concept is to go uh, left to right and then miss a guy like that. That looks right, but again, I, I'm not in the meeting, so I, I don't know. Uh, but I would say most quarterbacks miss reads. Most quarterbacks miss throws. 
I think when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, you know, do you have the ability to overcome some of those misses? And I think that's where he struggles with most because he doesn't really throw a whole lot of passes. Appreciate the contribution. Appreciate everybody that's in here right now. I'm about to get to the callers, y'all. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> hold on, man. Okay, hold on. Malik, we are arguing next time you're at the crib. If I was Debo, you have to catch my face. What did I say bad about Debo? That there's areas in this game he can improve? Malik, we, we, first of all, we have deep conversations all the time. I'm at your house all the time. You're my only friend in Arkansas. All right. We have these, we have, we have these conversations. Debo is a dog. Or I know why you're mad because you see yourself in Debo because you're, you're a little short, stocky dude. That's why. <laughs> I love Debo. I love Debo. Debo's my favorite football player. But I still believe that there's, there's more in there. I think there's more in there. Do y'all think that, okay, here we go. Here's my question to y'all. Do y'all think that Debo cannot get better as a receiver? Do you think he's reached his peak of whatever it is he's going to be as a receiver? You think Debo, that, that's the question I'm going to ask people when they come on. Uh, no excuses. I deserve all the criticism. My way, opportunity, I dream. I can't. Uh, uh, what do you think Kwaski said? Sad for the guy. I uh, appreciate all oh my guys. Yeah, you know, I heard about it, and and I and I love love that, and commend him for you know taking that on the shoulders and that and that type of criticism, that moment, everything that he's getting uh, coming his way on the social media. But you know, Tart has always kind of stood up to me as a guy who takes accountability for everything, and he's taking the time to explain things to guys. Uh, you know, if you don't understand something and whatnot, uh, hopefully he's not. It's not his last time with the 49ers. I think he's a tremendous football player, but it was cool to see him kind of you know. Like, yeah, man, like, you know, if I, because that's what I would say. Like, man, if I make this play, don't, don't put it on nobody else, right? If I make this play, man, we probably win. Man, so that's on me. But Eric Crocker's going to tell you, yeah, okay, I, I hear you, Tart. But your quarterback, man, he had an opportunity, several opportunities to put the game away, and he didn't. So yeah, hold, I wish hold, it didn't have to come down to just you. Appreciate all the contributions. Here we go. Hold on, put my headset on. All right, here we go. Appreciate everybody's in here right now. Uh, uh, uh. J Law, I got a question for you, big dog. Uh, do you believe that Debo Samuel has meet, has reached his peak of what he is as a receiver? Uh, Crocky, first off, good morning. Um, and and <laughs> and no. I agree with you 100%. Is Debo a dog? 100% unequivocally, yes. He is, one of... he is an elite football player. Oh, Debo, 100%. He is an elite football player, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, No, no, you're straight. You're straight. You are, you are right. He is an elite football player. But can he get better? Absolutely, yes. Everyone can get better. There's what always... areas do you feel like he could potentially improve? I think his route running could get a little bit better. I think – I think that we will see an improvement once there's a quarterback that can push it past that 10-yard mark. I think we might see a little bit more of the the route running Debo. I think Debo becoming the type of player that he was this season was more out of necessity for what the Niners needed. But I agree with you, too. I 
I don't like the comment that he made about I don't need to watch other people or figure out uh, ways to, to get better because I'm me and and I'm unique. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's unique, Debo. Everyone, you know, I'm unique, Rocky's unique, everybody's unique because we're all us, individuals. But the moment you start to think you cannot get any better than you are is the moment people start passing you like you're standing still. You have to be... I don't want to put words in his mouth, though, right? We we don't want to put words in the mouth and, and say that he believes that he can't get better. Uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know, I just want to clarify that that you're not saying he can't get better, or he's saying that he can't get better. But what you're saying is he there are there are areas that he should be probably a little bit more open to improving yeah. within his game by maybe watching some of the other guys and seeing some of the things they do. And if you don't, then you're kind of robbing yourself of kind of really reaching that next level, you know, even if, because again, he is unique and there ain't nobody like him, right? Uh, no, but no. within saying that, you can still add some of the other stuff that the other guy's doing and really take your game to the next level, which are already elite as a football player. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, still it's like, hey, man, I could do some things to really even help my game even more. Like that, that's the crazy part, right? Like could you imagine Debo Samuel with the route running ability of Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup? You know, like, the crazy thing is he has it in him. I've seen it, that, like, here and there, but it is something that is a little less uh, consistent as part it of is, game. It, it, it's less consistent. So if he could tack that down and become more consistent on that route running, like, like right now I'd say his route running is, like, 80-20 like split. If he just pushes it past, like, that 95 percentile, he's, he's hands down the most dominant wide receiver in the league. Not yeah. only that, then he just becomes the most dominant NFL player that's ever touched the field. Like, if, if he just tacks down that last little bit, because you're right, Crocky, he, as dominant as he is, he could still get better. And that's, what, that's all you're saying. Like, he is one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant NFL player in the league right now. Yeah. And he can still get better. That should terrify the rest of the league. That's yeah. all you're saying. Like, we're just putting the league on notice. Look out for Debo. Because that fool's going to come out, and he's going to steal all your chains. He's going to take <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah. But I like, know, uh, you know, you, you came on, and uh, what, so what's kind of on your mind, mind about this? You know, just kind of a take, and then I'm going to get the next caller on. Man. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be real crocky. Uh, I was gutted uh, last night. I was – I, I – had a pit in my stomach after the game. Uh, we came into that fourth quarter, and I think it was the drive. I Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have swore I saw Jimmy D trying to call a timeout when uh, that fourth, that third and long snap happened where he's in shotgun down by yeah. um, the opposite. I could have swore I saw him turn to the ref and go like this. And if he didn't, I think Kyle Shanahan was trying to call timeout as well. Okay. So there were some things that happened last night that had me going, ah, what, what's going on there? The, the, the lack of calls on uh, uh, the Rams for delay of game, I think there was like two or three of them. Um, and then there was a blatant offsides where the defensive linemen like lined up in our area 
in the offensive area, and they didn't call that either. Uh, again, just the nonstop holding for Bosa. I'm not making mistakes, man. I'm not making excuses because the Niners' defense still held the Rams to 20 points, so the offense should have been able to clean that up. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't have been able to put 21 points on the Rams. Like, there's no reason. Uh, so I just want to say that regardless of how yesterday ended, this whole season is a win for me as a Niners fan, as a lifelong Niners fan, like watching the progression and watching them fight back from the adversity of three and five, like that was a roller coaster of a season. But as a Niners fan, I am glad I got to ride that ride. I got to watch our team go all the way to the there's a lot of teams that didn't even get to watch their team go to the playoffs. So I, I'm just appreciative of what the Niners management, ownership, coaching staff, the players, what they have done for the 49ers fan base, because we're a spoiled fan base. Let's, let's be real. Okay. We, we had some of the greatest talent in NFL history roll through those doors in Candlestick Stadium. And it's really easy to want to compare everybody to Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and Steve Young, and Bryant Young, and all these amazing guys. It's really easy for us as Niners fans to go, well, why can't they just be this? Well, just like Debo, there's no one else who's ever going to be them, all right? There's going to be people who are close to them, and there's going to be people that are a little bit better than them. But there's never going to be another Joe Montana. There's never going to be another Jerry Rice. There's never going to be another Ronnie Lott. So we as Niners fans should appreciate the ride that we got to go on this season because, let's be real, before Jim Harbaugh, what was the last thing we ever had to cheer for? And in between Jim Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan, what did we have to cheer for? Like, we – we need to be appreciative as a fan base seeing what Shanahan and John Lynch and, and, and all of these players have done for the franchise and where it's going. We should be stoked. I can't wait for next season. Is it six months? I yet, hear Rob? you. I hear <laughs> you. But, but here's the tough thing. And I'm going to get you off now. The tough thing is it, it is cool. Like it was, it was a, 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 a you didn't finish the job, but it it was a good it was a good season, you know, I, in the sense of hey, you know, won some playoff games, like it wasn't trash, right? But yeah. uh, you know, you don't know, you don't all you don't have these opportunities all the time, and and I think no, that's where no. it's like when you when regardless of whatever, you know, you're up ten in the game, you gotta you gotta fig in the fourth quarter, you gotta figure it out, and you gotta seal the deal. And 49ers are going to be kicking themselves over that. The Chiefs, who were up 21-3, I believe, they're going to be kicking themselves over that. You got to see the deal. But I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to get the next caller on. Absolutely. You have a good morning, Crocky. All right. Uh, you know, I know You know, I know. my guy J-Law pointed out, like, some of the offsides things or whatever. But, like, you know, I felt like there were more than enough opportunities for the 49ers, regardless of anything that's called or not called or whatever. Because that's going to be every game. Things that you feel or should be called. I'm pretty sure the Rams uh, – fans and whatever could put together a highlight tape of things that they felt like should be called, whether it's this game, last game, whatever, uh, got away with the hit by Fred Warner when he banged the quarterback on the interception, right? There wasn't a flag on that. So, uh, you know, I, 
you, I can't blame the refs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to look at a couple offsides or a potential uh, delay a game or whatever the case is. You're up 10. You got opportunity to close this game out, and you didn't do it. So I, I don't think you can put the, the blame on anyone but really yourself. Here we go. Got my guy Medic Mike coming on. Medic Mike, how you doing? Good morning, Croc. How you feeling this morning? Uh, <laughs> I'm at the Senior Bowl, so <laughs> I'm in uh, Mobile, Alabama. I, I guess that's cool. Get to watch some prospects live. Right on, right on. I hear you. Um, regarding the Debo thing, um, I agree with you in the last caller's take. Uh, I didn't feel great about him saying, oh, "I, you know, I don't need to watch anybody else's film." Yeah, you're unique. You're I've always said he's a top 10 at this point player in the NFL. I think he's, you know, he's dope. But watching dudes like Devontae Adams, dudes who are just, you know, uh, experts with that footwork, I mean, I think that's where I think most of us agree he could actually even improve on. And, yeah, he's definitely good, but you always want to find ways you can grow. You don't want to be stagnant. And if Debo that, can that get was my better, point. yeah. You know, it, and, it wasn't I, that – Cause you know a lot of people they'll they'll take what I said as me saying he's not good enough for something. I'm like, nah, man, I ain't saying that. What I said was, don't rob yourself of becoming a better version of you, of yourself. And that was something I did early in my life where I was so stubborn with, hey, I am who I am. Now again, I wasn't great. Debo is a great football player, <laughs> but you you can you know I've learned through my wife you know showing me, hey, as a father, as a man, as a husband, as a friend. You can always become a better version of yourself. You can stay true to who you are and still yep. be a better version of that. And, and I think with Debo Samuel, when he goes up there and he says, well, I don't watch anybody else because ain't nobody like me. It's like, hold on, Debo. Like, you are a great football player, man. But there's still areas you can improve. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with watching Devontae Adams and saying, you know what? Hey, you, you, shit, you're still a receiver. You still got to get off the ball. You still got to create separation. Like, you know, you line up at receiver more than any, anywhere else. And you still are a 1,400-yard receiver. Like, there's, and it's like you could be a, a damn 2,000-yard receiver if maybe, you know, you improve a certain area. So I'm, I think I think what I'm doing is holding him to a, a standard of the greats, the all-time greats, right? Debo, you can work to become something like that if you just, you know, work on – Certain areas, even if you don't feel like it's that big a deal, that's all. I, I think he's a great football. Player. He's my favorite football player. So, no, I get what you're saying, and, and I think that's more of a compliment than anything. When you're willing to hold someone at that high of a standards, that means you see something in them you don't see in any other player. Like they're uniquely out of all, you know, the NFL is the best, you know, the best one percent out of the one percent, and he's at the top of that. So I think when you hold someone to that standards, it's actually a compliment to them because you see, man, this dude is great. I want him to, you know, push the limits of that greatness and see exactly how far he can go. So I get that. I understand that. Um, overall, ah, man, yesterday was tough. Um, and it, I was, I was hyped at some points, and it always kept coming back down to me being nervous because I was like, he's got zero picks. When's it coming? When is it coming? Um, I think this roster and I think the thing that hurts me most is that I sincerely believe and no one can convince me otherwise that this would be a dynasty type team if we had a, a Burrow or Josh Allen or a quarterback like that. I think this roster was built so good from top to bottom. Like people don't realize typically when you're really good at certain spots, you're just severely lacking in others. 
I mean, you look at the Rams squad, like their linebackers suck. I mean, we really can't say we have one position that's, I mean, completely terrible. I mean, Tom Compton permitting, but um, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, man, it, I think that's why a lot of people wanted to see Trey. And I know you were talking about, hey, get rid of Jimmy, start Trey from the beginning because we've seen what the cap is on this team. And it's like the margin of error is so small with Jimmy. Everything has to be ideal and perfect. And it's we've seen that. And it's so hard to get that level of precision and perfection in a game as unpredictable as the NFL. And, yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling about it, man. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Medic Mike. Yes, sir. Thanks, Brock. About to get get some more callers on real quick. Get to a couple of these super chats. I got my guy uh, cruising with Vito. Uh, What would you? What What could you see the 49ers getting for Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, I, off the top of my head, I would say a third and a fifth, right? Uh, I think a third and a fifth. You You potentially could get something better. And the only reason why I, I feel that is because. Quarterback is a weird position. Uh, someone will value Jimmy Garoppolo and what he brings to the table. And they, you know, they if they get desperate, especially a team that might be picking in the 20s or something, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they might say, hell, we'll give you a second, you know, and it'll be a late second, but we'll, we'll give you a second for Jimmy and have a starting quarterback and, you know, restructure his contract or whatever. So if I had to guess, I'd say a third and a fifth, but there is always that. Uh, Opportunity for them to get something a little bit better. Never know. Never know with the quarterback position. I know a lot of people are going to be like, a fifth? A, I mean, a, a third or second? Hell no. Like, man, you, you never know. You never know. Trust me. I don't see that a lot with quarterbacks. I think a third and a fifth, but potentially something better. Uh, Croc, Debo definitely improved from last year. It's always room to improve. It was talked before this season that Ayuk was a better wide receiver. Head coach needs blame. Uh yeah, I, I think this is I think this is what the Ayuk Debo conversation was as far as like being one being a better receiver. Uh I think uh a lot of people I think a lot of people have their idea of what they think a wide receiver one looks like. And Debo Samuel doesn't fit that traditional wide receiver one build. So I think from that standpoint, a lot of people got caught up in well, Ayuk looks like this and he's gonna be more of this because he's just a little bit more pure at this, instead of looking at it as Debo plays wide receiver, and he's just a phenomenal athlete. And he's, you know, he's tough. And so I think that's what it was. They they just see this looks more traditional, like what I think a receiver is supposed to look like. Ayu looks more like what uh, Devontae Adams or somebody looks like, even though Devontae Adams is a bigger, 6'1", 215. But, you know, he looks more like traditional receivers. So, oh, he's going to be better than Debo as a receiver. And at the end of the day, that stuff don't matter because Debo is just he's a wide receiver and he's extremely productive and he's and he's so fast and he's so good and he's so versatile. Uh here we go. Got some call-ins. I got my guy Chris Roscoe's coming on. Chris, what's good, man? What's good, crap? Oh man, you know, how's it going? Not not bad. Man. Were you at were you at the game? Yeah, I was at the game, man. I'm not mad because, you know, I was at the game. I didn't have to pay. So, you know, it was a free NFC Championship game, my first playoff game I attended. So it was fun. It was lit. The crowd was lit. Rams fans came out. They were loud. They were really loud. I'm not even going to lie. Like, they came out yesterday. 
but it, the Niners still uh, took over. Like it was a lot of red, bro, and it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Niners had home field advantage yesterday, but the Rams definitely were very loud. Yeah. But Croc, man, I don't even know where to start, bro. I don't even know where to. Okay, let let me start here. Debo Samuel. He had one touch in the fourth quarter. You compare that to Cooper Cup, they made sure they got Cooper Cup the ball at will. Coaches get their best players the ball. And it's and it's and it just seems like and, and, and you know Kyle Shanahan has been doing that. You know, he did it versus the Cowboys, he did it versus the uh Packers. And then I don't know what happened this game to where your best player on offense, your MVP on offense, get one touch in the fourth quarter? Are you are you kidding me? So I thought Kyle Shanahan messed up on that. I also yeah. didn't like that Kyle Shanahan did not call a timeout on a delay of game. I thought he tried I, to, but he, they didn't give it to him. Uh, Jimmy tried. I think uh, Kyle, Kyle did Shanahan. too. I thought. I'm, I'm not sure, but. Because usually, you know, the the uh, there's a ref right there, and they'll give it to the coach. Like, Jimmy, I could understand that them not giving it to Jimmy, but Kyle, like, right next to him. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody got video of him trying to call a timeout. But, I mean, you can't try to call a timeout with one second left. You got to try to at least call a timeout. At least you got to give yourself two to three seconds and call a timeout. And so uh, that was huge. That was a very, very big uh, mistake by our team. And then uh, I had one more thing on Kyle, but, oh, the fourth and two, bro. Look, I, I know maybe some people will disagree, but I thought he should have went for it only because the momentum was switching over to the Rams, and I, I thought the defense were on their heels. And I thought Kyle Shanahan could have helped them out by basically just being aggressive and doing something big. I understand, you know. But what have I like said I about what, what have I said about Kyle in those moments? Crock, I forgot, so tell me. <laughs> I've said that Kyle Shanahan, his aggressiveness is is that is he's kind of a front he's a front runner when it comes to his aggressive mindset. Uh, and most of the time with Kyle Shanahan, he, he, if you notice when he's aggressive outside of that Cardinals game with Trey Lance and the Texans game with Trey Lance, outside of being with Trey Lance, uh, when it comes to going for it on fourth down, he's very, uh, he's very conservative until he's mm -hmm. up. If he's up 10, then he will all of a sudden be extremely aggressive and go for it in that situation. But when he's mm -hmm. down, or is close, most likely he's not. We saw against Jaguars, right? Remember, they had the 19, they had the 20 play drive. He they had fourth and fourth and two from the three-yard line, had opportunity to get a first down or a touchdown. And what did he do? He elected to kick a field goal on a 20 play drive. And then mm -hmm. later in the game, when the 49ers were up, it was fourth down in that same scenario, and he went for it and they scored a touchdown. You know, he he kind of gets a little tight when it comes to his aggressiveness on a fourth down play. So I was going to be shocked. If they would have went for it, I would have been shocked. I would have went for it. I thought it would have been the right thing to be aggressive and show that aggressiveness. I remember the uh, the Chiefs 
and what it took for them to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. There were a lot of aggressive decisions from Andy Reid. I think mm -hmm. Kyle kind of lacks that until he's up. So he kind of has a front-runner mentality when it comes to that. All right. And then now, Croc, you got to just give me a little time because I'm about to go in. Do your thing. <sighs> okay. Bro, we had three offensive possessions in the fourth quarter. Three. We came up with zero points. I could understand the first possession to where, you know, I'm I'm not gonna put that on Jimmy the first possession in the fourth quarter, but those last two possessions, I believe he was one of six with an interception and negative three yards. The quarterback that everybody wants to call clutch, the quarterback that everybody say wins, the quarterback. That I gotta get on you, Croc. You, you my guy. Please don't take this as disrespect. The I, guy I, that y'all hold, hold me accountable. Hold me accountable. The, the guy y'all said I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo over every other quarterback besides Mahomes and and Tom Brady in the fourth quarter when my team is down. Uh, Jesus. I mean, all of all of the things that everybody said about this guy. He had the opportunity to, to take his team to the Super Bowl. And he was one of six for negative three yards and an interception on the last two possessions in the fourth quarter. The what do, Rams, you, what do you what do you say to the people that blame play calling? Please, people who blame the play calling, please understand this. The reason why I'm not going to go crazy on Kyle Shanahan for that because Kyle Shanahan has been dealing with a limited quarterback, which handicaps him. I don't know what they want Kyle Shanahan to call. Like, if you're going to blame Kyle Shanahan, tell me what plays he should have called. That's what I want to know. Like, oh, he should have called a better play. Like, bro, at the end of the day, it's the quarterback's job to make the play, get the ball out. Everybody say Jimmy releases so fast. Jimmy gets the ball out so fast. I felt like he was holding the ball a lot. I mean, maybe the Rams had good coverage or something, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I see Matt, Matthew Stafford make some tight throws, some very good throws. Bro, let's let's keep it a buck. What was, what's the biggest difference between yesterday? What was the biggest difference yesterday? Matthew Matthew the 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 Rams had the better quarterback who made plays when they needed to make plays. The Rams said Jimmy Garoppolo, I want you to beat us. Do you agree with that, Croc? Did the Rams basically say I wanted I want you to beat us, Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they literally shut down our run game. Yeah, they sold out. They sold out first run. And they and they wanted Jimmy to beat us. And they knew and that's the approach that uh, the Chiefs took in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl as well. Facts. And they knew and they approached that, Jimmy, that really uh what you call it took to the Green Bay Packers. And they knew Jimmy couldn't beat them. They knew it. And everybody want to come on me. Oh, you're not a fan, and you're this. And I remember when people was mad and I came at Darius uh, Darius Butler. Oh, I hate this type of guy. I hate these type of fans. Woo, 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 wah, wah, wah. Look at Darius Butler, who doesn't watch our football games. I would love to see I would love to hear what he wants to say now. He came and talked, oh, Jimmy just this, he wins, and Jimmy just Jimmy that. Look, bro, and, and, and I'm going to give Jimmy credit. He was 
balling from quarters one through three. And I remember I tweeted people. I tweeted some of my boys in the DMs. I said, bruh, if Jimmy wins this game, I don't care. I'm standing. I'm going to be a Jimmy G stand. I'm going to talk crazy. I'm going to be, like, just super hype for him. And Croc, he he basically, yes, he had a Super Bowl moment again. He had another Super Bowl moment. People want to blame the defense, bro. This irritates me. D'Amico Ryans can't, can't catch an interception. He can't catch that interception. Like, that's not on him. I understand people say, oh, well, D'Amico Ryan should have did something different, made adjustments. I don't know. I, I, I'm not, what adjustments I don't, I, I, I when you gave up? The, 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 that, that's the least amount of points the Rams have scored in the playoffs by far. Bro, thank you. They, they scored over 30 uh, against the Bucks or 30 points against the Bucks. They scored 36 against the Cardinals, and they scored half of that against the 49ers. Like, you called Bruh. a good game. I actually started a, a, a message in here. Somebody said, oh, uh, you got to blame the, the defense. They gave up three straight scoring drives. My pushback on that always will be, if your quarterback makes a throw here and there, you don't have to worry about giving the ball back to somebody for them to score. And and that, that, that didn't happen. The defense has been carrying us so long. Just for one time, can we have the offense help us out, deliver something? Croc, if I told you the Niners allowed the Rams to score 20 points, would, would you say, oh, man, all right, just not even the Niners. If my defense allowed 20 points, I would think that we would what would have won the game. Oh, you we only allowed 20 points? Oh, I bet we won. But yeah, guess what? This offense. I, I came on and this, said that. That, that was my, my take. Is that, and when I gave my score prediction on this game, my, sco my score prediction was 49ers win 27-23. So they gave up less points than I even thought they would. So when I see bro. somebody in the chat say secondary, uh, hold on, what did it say? Uh, secondary, sec secondary has been garbage all year. How? That secondary that they say has been garbage all year shut down uh, the number one offense in Dak Prescott. That secondary that's been garbage shut down the Packers MVP and Devontae Adams had like four catches the whole game after the first drive. Like folks just want to talk. They want to blame somebody. And let's, if we're going to blame somebody, which I don't really want to do this, but we let's keep it. We got to keep it real. That defensive line did not get pressure on Stafford. He had all day to throw. Bosa came in. I think Bosa had two sacks, but that's it. And we had a quarterback hit. But other than that, bro, we was not put. We was not getting pressure. We was not rushing Stafford. Stafford was comfortable in that pocket, and he was letting it fly. But at the end of the day, our defense only gave up twenty points. Our offensive. So let's. I put it out there. I said our offenses. Our offenses score seventeen points per game in the playoffs. Our defenses allow sixteen points per game. You tell me, Croc, what's the problem? We all know what's the problem. That offense did not help out this defense. We had a championship defense. We 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 had I don't even know what type of offense we had. But uh at the end of the day, man, I'm proud of this football team. I'm proud of the, I'm proud of everybody besides Jimmy G. I'm proud of everybody. Uh I, I'm excited for next year. I was walking around the stadium yesterday saying it's Trey season, baby. It's it's legit Trey season, and I and I'm excited. Like I'm giddy. I'm antsy. I can't wait to next year because Trey Lance in a game like this, you needed a quarterback 
You needed a quarterback who can extend the play. You needed a quarterback who can get out of uh, certain situations and make, you know, some downfield throws or make, make, be a playmaker. I love Jimmy G. I love Jimmy G. And actually, no, I don't. I like, I, I liked Jimmy G. I liked him. But guess what? He can't, he, he's not a playmaker. We need a playmaker at quarterback. Joe, man, shout out to Joe Burrow, baby. I, I picked the Bengals to win. So I want to take my credit. Shout out to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Hey, he's the next one. He's the next great one. But thanks, Croc. Uh, you know, you always do. I'm glad you're doing the show this week. I, I didn't think he was going to have a show. But uh, shout out to you. Shout out to everybody, uh, all the listeners. Uh, and uh, bring Darius Butler back. Because as uh, he was loud. He was loud. And he was loud and wrong. Just as loud as you was about Jimmy G. I want you to be just as loud. About this, and then he tweeted yesterday. Said, "See, everybody was coming at me with Jimmy GC. Look at now. He, no, he said, don't don't tell me nothing. I don't care until uh, it comes down to the last Four second. Minutes. Watch Jimmy yeah. G get it done. Bring that dude back on, cause I'm gonna talk my talk to him, and I want him to say I was right, even though he won't say that. But you have a good one, bro. All right, all right, appreciate you. All right, this is what we got to do now, guys, cause it's nine thirty-seven, and I have. Uh, some senior bowl stuff I have to get to go pick up my credentials, all that type of stuff. So I mean, I'm going to get out of here at 10. So we have 20 minutes. I got uh, six callers uh, ready to come on. I I, I hate to, to do it, but I'm, I'm going to put people on like a two-minute timer. Is that cool with y'all? If I put y'all on just, you know, two minutes to kind of, you know, give your rant. And I want to hear it. I want to hear exactly how you feel. Uh, you got, you're going to have two minutes to really just let us have it. All right, first, let me, um, I have a couple of contributions here. So I, I got one from John, and John says, I agree, everyone can prove, even Debo said, uh, the greatest have the that mentality, though, Kobe, Ali, Mayweather, no one is better than the mindset. I agree. I agree. Um, hold on. Here we go. Uh, Kyle's ego ultimately got the best of him. He he kept rolling with Jimmy regardless. I I agree with, with, with him rolling with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I just don't. The rookies, a lot of there's a lot of unknown. Hasn't been these type of situations again. Eventually, he's going to have to. But I think when you have a Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster who has been in those situations, who has played through a lot of adversity, you know he's he, you know he back the team backs him. That you know he played through injury. He's tough. All that stuff. I think you go with Jimmy and you write it out, and and that's what he did. And that was Jimmy Garoppolo's last play and interception, and uh, he's gone. So I think we knew got to write it out with him this year. And uh, I thought that was the right move to make. And ultimately, he ended up being right, right? We're talking about a team that was two and four, three and five, and then went on to the, play in the NFC Championship. <laughs> Should have won. But it, it was the right move to play, Jimmy. And uh, it's Trey Lance season now. So, uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, blame Jimmy all you want, but the defense gave up three straight uh, scoring drives. Again, we touched on that. And that had more, to, to me, to do with – the, the offense, you you can you can control those things, right? Like, as an offense, you can say, you know what? Let's get a first down. Let's keep this clock going. That keeps the opposing offense off of the field. So, I hear you. Again, I'm always going to come back to the fact that I had the Rams scoring 23 points. I had the 49ers, the 49ers winning 27-23. The Rams scored less points than what I thought. So, less points than what I thought, like, you, you should you – should, you, 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 defense can't be perfect. Like they just held the Cowboys highest scoring offense, highest highest offense uh, points per game, yards per game, all that stuff. They just held them to sixteen points. 
And shoot, it was a Jimmy Garoppolo interception that sh- set up a short field for them to score t- one of those touchdowns. Play the Green Bay Packers. You give up 10 points. Defense can't do it all every game. They give up 20. Like, like, like my guy said, like my guy Chris said, the 49ers in the playoffs, their offense averaged 17 points a game. Their defense average gave up 16 points a game. You should be able to win with that. Uh, when they showed Debo's tweet defending Jimmy Garoppolo, followed immediately by Jimmy Garoppolo almost getting Debo killed. <laughs> that, yeah. You know, what can you do? What can you do? That that was pretty ironic, huh? Appreciate the contribution. Uh, all right, here we go. We got Darius coming on. Darius, you'll hear the buzzer. You'll hear the you'll hear the buzzer go off. All right, so uh, there's gonna be two minutes. Hold on, I got a I got a uh, super chat here. Healthy Moster Debo don't play as as much running back. I, I agree. I think if there was a healthier uh, uh, RB two or as good of an option, I don't think you see as much Debo Samuel at running back. Uh, imagine wanting the defense to hold the offense and not wanting your offense to score on a defense. These people are delusional. I, I, I think they're they're missing that concept that the defense can't do it all, but offense in, a, in an offensive game, you got to score. You got to score. All right. Uh, here we go. So I'm starting the two-minute buzzer and go. Go ahead, Darius. You hear me? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah. So, first of all, how you doing, Crown? I know I got two minutes. How you doing, man? Oh, man. I'm good, man. I'm. All right. For sure, bro. I'm smooth, bro. But, uh, so Mike McDaniels, he had two interviews. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with D'Amico. Um, we're short with the drafts. So, it's like, where do we go from here as far as like, with the coaching and player situation, is it too is it too early to think about that? Because I'm I'm just more more or less kind of like I'm, I'm I love the fact that Trey is up next. I know we got some pieces that stand, some very very important pieces. You know what I'm saying? But it's like like you said that 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 window of opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just take these for granted like that. Like come this close. So now I'm just looking at it like we're not on the rebuild stage. I know that much, but if we lose this coach, like if we keep losing these coaches, it's like damn, man. Like what's what's next? After, like does Kyle still have other people under them? Like how does that work? Uh, Kyle has done a really good job identifying uh, young unknown coaches. So I kind of trust him in that situation. I think he's been a really good judge of identifying that type of talent, guys that can get the most out of his uh, players. Yeah. So it's like basically like I'm saying it's not like another assistant under maybe Mike that would get promoted. It's more or less just, okay, let me get out into the coaching field and handpick another person. Uh, I don't know because it seems like a lot of the guys have been his buddies. All right. For sure, for sure, man. I'm hoping that we, we do great things next year, bro, you know. I mean that defense, like you said, that that defense is impeccable. It is. You can't blame nothing on them boys, man. The defense, they 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 held up, bro. 
Our RD, the uh, the bu the buzzer went off. Not to cut you right, off. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, I got to do it. Yeah, right, do your thing, you. man. For sure, I appreciate you, Pride. All right, all right, for sure. Here we go. I got my guy, uh, Mose. Mose, what's up, man? Uh, the floor is yours. All two minutes. Go on your rent. Shout out to little baby. I see the baby in your arms. Let's go. We got our babies in the house, man. But uh, you got you got you got two minutes. It's on you. And let's go. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Say what's up to crap. Hey, you lied, baby. You lied. So I want to say what's a crock was good. What you meant? Um, man, I'm I'm trying not to let this ruin my day, man. Like no other sport can do this to me, man. Like my love for football is that deep. Like I'm a Sixers fan, and when we lost to Toronto in the playoffs, this it didn't even phase me like this did. Like I couldn't sleep last night. I'm just I was going back over the game. I woke up this morning. I watched the game again. My wife was like, "Yo, why are you doing this to yourself right now?" But like. You know, to touch on what you said earlier about Debo, yes, I do think he can improve. But to push back a little bit, I don't think you can see all of those improvements when he has limitations at the quarterback position. Mm. Uh, when we talk about route running and what he's able to do as a wide receiver, well, you're not going to see all of that because Jimmy's limitations forces Kyle to call certain things, which means Debo can only do what Kyle calls, right? Kyle is calling things that, Jimmy is capable of doing, which limits what Debo is able to do from the wide receiver position. Jimmy can only throw the ball across the middle. So you're only going to see Debo run drags, quick slants, in routes, all stuff across the middle. So we're not able to see the full depth of what he can be as a receiver with his route running because of the quarterback limitations. As far as this game, you asked the question, how much would you put on play calling? I wouldn't put all of it on play calling, but I put a lot of it on the play calling, especially those last three possessions that we had in the fourth quarter, I do think that we should have went forward on that fourth down, that fourth and two. Uh, again, uh, like Chris was saying, we had the mo we had the momentum. The Rams got the momentum back with the Cooper Cup touchdown. Uh, at that point, the drive was going so well. One of the things I was frustrated with about that game why did not why didn't we keep throwing the ball to Elijah Mitchell out of backfield? He had like three catches for 50 yards. Every time he caught the ball, it was a big play. I'm out of time, but bro, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 frustrated with the loss. And last thing, we do have a, a good team in place, but it's so hard to get back to this position. Yeah, There's no guarantee is. that we get back to the NFC championship for another chance to go to the Super Bowl. So when you're there, you got to make the best of those opportunities. Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, offensive line at the end of that fourth quarter, we just didn't get it done, and that's frustrating. It is, man. I appreciate you. And I like to push back on Debo Samuel. I think that was good. And and I want to, you know, make sure I let everybody know. I'm not saying Debo is sorry or something like that. Or right. I, I think he's amazing. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think he's an elite football player. I think there is a, another level he could take it to be an elite pure wide receiver and that's when it's like this is the best player in the nfl so that's Look, just you know i think he has that type of ability that's all absolutely bro we always say if you're not getting better you're getting worse yeah. so you can always improve appreciate the time bro take it easy say bye to crop peace all right little mama <laughs> all right peace, bro uh here we go i got a super chat here from my guy kenneth do you think lance is going to be legit or dead uh you know i think he possesses uh all the ability and and the, he he has shown he has shown all the ability and traits to be a legit quarterback in the NFL. 
now it's just about him building that consistency and just seeing the NFL and going through those things. And then when teams adjust to him and they know how to call plays against him, okay, how do you improve from, from there? And I think that's what it's going to be, you know, for Trey Lance. As far as what he has shown us, he has shown us the ability to be a high-level quarterback. Will he be? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully. Sounds like he works hard enough to become that. Got guy, somebody here. He says, uh, what does a what does a uh what does a ready Trey Lance look like? I'll I'll tell you what it uh I'll tell you what it looks like. Go to go to the preseason and they have this uh you can watch Trey Lance's preseason highlights. All right, and watch watch that. And and obviously it shows you it doesn't show a bad pass or whatever. But that shows you more of what it's going to look like when he's ready. Just his ability to make throws to all levels of the field, take off, make plays with his legs, certain throws he's able to make. It, it just puts it into perspective. And it shows like, you know, little plays, slants, things like that. And it's like, okay, when he's comfortable, I could see it. The drive throws, the, the darts, the big throws, the big balls. Like, watch that, and that lets you know, like, okay, that's what a ready Trey Lance looks like. So... Yeah, go go watch that. And you'll have an idea. Again, he has to be consistent with it. He has to be consistent with it. But that's that's what I would suggest. Go watch that. Uh, here we go. Got my guy Dion coming on. Dion, good morning, man. The the, the floor is yours, man. The floor is yours. Uh oh, my timer. Oh, here we go. And hey, you got two minutes. It's all you. Everything you got to get out. I know you got some good stuff. I might even give you. Shoot, you know you know what? Let me give you two and a half minutes. I know you got some good stuff. Hold on. All right, here we go. And it is yours. Floor is yours. Let's go. Uh-oh, we can't hear you. Sorry, I'm, I'm muted my mic. My bad. First right, things first. The, the the number one thing I have to say is, Jaquaski Tart, I appreciate you because you owned your shit. You came out automatically and said, I, I make that play 100 times in my sleep. I should have intercepted that ball. So you know what? You get a pass for that. You well, get, you don't a get a pass, but I think it's you don't. You, you don't. You, you I don't. Can, I can appreciate like, it. Yeah. I appreciate him owning that. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo. You are not clutch. At the end of the day, the simplest thing is there are times where the offense has to hold things up. There are times where the defense has to hold things up, and we got to be able to get a stop when you've made a play. Here's the here's the number one thing. You didn't have to throw that stupid interception at the end of the game. You could have simply held the ball, took the sack, called the timeout, and we lived to fight at least for another down. But what do you do? You falling. You getting tackled. And you just throw the ball up. So to all you Jimmy stands out there, let me tell you this. The man doesn't make plays when you need him to, and you need him to be clutch, and you know that you don't have that. The other thing I'll put it on is Kyle Shanahan. You keep putting him out there. I understand that everybody says that he didn't have no option. At the end of the day, we could have been 10-7 to with Trey Lance. I will always stand on that. Um, I understand the defense had a couple of plays and whatnot, but at the end of the day, we need a quarterback that can at least dig us out of a hole because the defense has been holding up the whole damn time. Jimmy didn't show up until this game. The man didn't throw a touchdown until this game. So for all y'all out there that love him and think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, you can have him. I'll be glad when he's gone, and I hope some team is stupid enough to give us a first-round pick for him. 
I personally look at the game and I look, I watched it and it, and it broke my heart because I wanted us to win so bad and be able to beat them. But the, the other thing is, K1, you got cooked all night. Cooper Cup worked you. He worked you in ways you couldn't imagine. And that's the problem. We knew Cooper Cup and OBJ were the targets. And that was it. And we got beat up a little bit by a worthless uh, dude. The other thing, why stop throwing the ball to Elijah Mitchell out the backfield like Mo says? Elijah Mitchell was killing him out the backfield. All this rant about Elijah Mitchell being the best. Uh, that was my time. I appreciate you having me, Crocky. Have fun out there in Mobile. Stay safe. Nothing but love to you, brother. I appreciate you, Dion. All right, that's my guy, Dion. Here we go. Up next, I got Jedi. Jedi, you are on the clock. Everything that you, you got to say about the game, I think so far, you know, the takes have been good, informative, but now the floor is yours. Your two minutes has started. Well, I told y'all from the beginning we were going to have an end like this, and it happened. Everybody, and I told you, you told y'all, JC, calm down, Jedi. And I told you it was going to happen. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. We saw the limitations. And you know what I've been saying? It, it hurts my heart because I know the whole team gave it their all, and I, and I saw their heart on the field, and that's what hurt me because those boys really gave it their all, and I knew they were limited. You, If Jimmy is healthy, if he's healthy and he's limited, what do you think he's injured? He was injured. You know what I mean? He's already at 100%. He's limited. So if he's limited at 100%, where y'all think you're getting that uh, injured, Jimmy? We were better off going in with Trey. And I understand people going to say, well, rookie mistakes, rookie this. I believe that rookie had a better chance of climbing out of his mistakes than Jimmy had climbing out of his. And I just, I'm going to go to the grave with that. I believe now, from now on, we can just look forward. The future's going to be bright. Not worried about the coaching staff. Not worried about a lot of the other things. I think Kyle could pretty much put his staff together. Them, that defense, I'm not blaming nobody on that defense. That defense was never an all-time top three defense. They were a good defense. They weren't all-time great. They were a good defense. And I'm not putting an interception on nobody. I'm not putting, oh, you couldn't stop no one. How much time do you want and how many drives do you want your offense to stall on before your defense gives up? On Cooper Cup, who what people don't understand is a Hall of Famer right now. OBJ looking at the Hall of Fame right now. So how long do you want them to give? You, you can't. That's not realistic. You don't know football. That defense is a good. That is a good defense. They were a damn good defense, and they gave it everything they had this postseason. Every damn thing. And I am proud of them boys. Every last one of them. Proud of them. Jokowski and everything. Them boys are everything. And I thank you for your time. I, I think I got it out. Thank you for having me, Croc. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on, for real. All right, here we go. Next caller, I got Zeke. Zeke, what's good? Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, man. Your two minutes are started now. Get it out. Let's go. Uh, For Debo, I think he, he dropped a lot of passes. That's the main thing. I He needs to be better. And he does improve. He works with that that footwork can do. So you can tell his footwork's got a lot better from his first and second yeah. year. When he says he don't watch Devontae, I, I, I imagine he watches his own tape and he works with his eyes. And you know, he because his footwork is a lot better than it used to be. But he drops a lot of passes still. That's the main thing that worries me. Debo. Um, but this game, I think it just came down to we both couldn't run the ball, and the quarterbacks had to make a play and. 
Stafford made it when he – that third and three, man, that when Jimmy Ward was in perfect position and he fit that ball in there when that, for that 23 yards on that last field goal. And that's when, you know, he just made a better play. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I agree. I I agree. You that that you don't want to you you still got more a, a minute longer. But um, let me see what else I want to talk about. Uh, but I think like everybody said, the future is good. I think all of our core people is is locked down. I'm pretty sure they want to extend Debo, and then we got Trey. But um, I think they had a good season. I think it's for in the league where it's everything passing for us to go to the NFC Championship with, with a run based attack where it's not relying on the QB. You know, says a, good, a lot about coaching. So if we do get a good QB, you know, they'll be able to do that. So I think, you know, we this was we only had these two seasons. We was, you know, last year everybody was hurt. Kittle, it wasn't just Jimmy. So you know what I'm saying? Everybody was hurt, and these are the two years we was healthy, and with a run based attack, you know, we made the NFC Championship. So I don't know everybody tripping. The, the future is is bright for the team. Right. And there are a lot of people that are uh, they're on you. They're like criticizing Debo. He's not really criticizing Debo. What he's doing is kind of following up what I said was, you know, I saw Debo Samuel come out and say, uh, or first, did you have anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. That's it. No, all right. Appreciate you coming on, Zeke. <laughs> right. uh, first, you know, uh, he's kind of following up on what I, I said about Debo Samuel, which I kind of brought up him saying, you know, he don't watch no other receivers. Uh, because ain't nobody in the league like him. And I'm like, you know, I, I get it. But, you know, one thing I've learned just in my life in general, my wife really kind of pushed me to, you know, understand this is, you know, to not be stubborn and understand that you can always become a better version of yourself. And, uh, you know, seeing some of the ways and things that other guys do, you know, if you add that to your repertoire, you, you'll be even greater, right? We're talking about an elite football player. Debo Samuel is an elite, elite football player. and there are areas where he can still improve, which is scary for him to be as good as he is and still have areas where it's like, hey, man, I can get better at this. And, you know, I, if I were to talk to Debo, you know, I would tell him, don't sell yourself short, man. Leave every opportunity open, every opportunity to get better and improve your game. You know, if it's watching or taking something from Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup or whatever, man, you add that to your repertoire, bro, it's over. You're already damn near unstoppable. <laughs> You add a different element to it, it's even crazier, even if they aren't the a receipt, like even if their skill set isn't exactly like you. But you add some stuff to your game, man. You're you're unstoppable. So if I was talking to Debo Samuel, that, that would be what I tell him. Don't say yourself so short, Debo. Don't say yourself so short. But I do know my guy said uh uh he he drops too much passes. And here's the thing. I can deal with a drop pass here and there. I can deal with a bad throw if you overcome it. If you're good enough to overcome those things, I can deal with that. So Debo, he might drop a pass every other game or whatever the case is. Oh, well, because I know he's going to make some plays that nobody else can make. And he does that consistently. Uh, real quick, guys, super chat here. What happened to all the Shanahan, uh, Shanahan boot waggle play action concepts that makes defenses cover the entire field? Saw so with Trey, but not with Jimmy. I think that's a, that's a good question that a lot of people want answers with you know where was that play action you know offense I, I i remember at some point in the season i think during that three game winning streak early on there was a stat that was like he was throwing more from shotgun with jimmy garoppolo and did a little bit less of the play action i guess he felt a little uncomfortable doing it or it just kind of the analytics showed that he was better without it i don't know 
Interesting. I, you know, we know that's a staple in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you know, doing the big bootlegs, turning your back, doing the outside zone stretch, coming back and hitting deep, <gasps> excuse me, hitting deep crossers and things like that. We did miss that. All right, here we go. Gammon, you are on, yeah. man. Uh, I know you've been very patient. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anything you, you want to say, anything you want to cover, man, the floor is yours. Your two minutes starts now. All right. So first I want to go with, uh, what happened to the motion run offense. What was interesting, uh, is Kittle and Trent Williams both had something similar, uh, to say, which is they said that when they were trying to motion, uh, they noticed that they would kind of call an audible because they knew a run was going to happen. So they brought their, this, the Rams brought the safeties. Now they both said they noticed this. Uh, that the, the Rams brought the safeties and linebackers to go ahead and blitz and shoot the gaps. So that's the reason why the, the, the motion and running offense didn't work with the scheme offense. Also, too, I'm not mad or sad. I'm optimistic. Usually at the end of the season, everyone is searching for answers outside the building, either through free agency or draft. Uh, but for me, the theme of this week is perception. It's impossible to keep a fair perspective on your own team. Uh, just real quick, I'd like to read what a Cowboys fan said when I was like going through their chats, uh, one of them said, when Trey Lance gets in the lineup next year, that team is going to be really good. He has never had a really good quarterback speaking about Kyle Shanahan in those games. Matt Ryan is average at best and they had him looking like the best in the league. So for me, um, I'm just looking at all those things. It's, it's hard to kind of keep the run game going. It's hard to be dynamic when you have an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I mean, no one expected us to be here. Uh, a lot of fans are hating. That's on us right now, and that's good because that means we're doing all the right things. But uh, I'm just, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just happy. And and right now, it's it's the, the everyone who's complaining about Jimmy Garoppolo. He already has his hundred million. He's not going to care what we say here in the comments. He's gone. If we get a third round pick, you know, he's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, I just want to see us get somebody to help out Bosa. I just feel bad for that man. We need a we need a D Ford replacement. But other than that. Thank you for your time, Croc. Yeah, man, I agree. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, that that Bosa replacement, man, that that is something that's going to be really huge. Uh, you know, having somebody come off that edge and really contribute to uh, slowing down opposing pass passing games. Uh, I, I like what he said. A lot of opti optimism about this team and where it stands. I do think the roster. There's going to be free agents and whatever, but there's going to be guys that come and go every single year. I think 49ers have a really good core group of guys. This is what we do know. Offensively, your offensive line is pretty much going to be intact next year. And I, I think they played at a good level for a majority of the year, even without McGlinchey. Uh, your running backs, you got young backs back there. Elijah Mitchell, you're going to lean on him. Your All your pass catchers, every single one of them is going to be back. Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Juwan Jennings, all your pass catchers will be back. Uh, and so your core group on offense, you're set. You're set next season. Uh, you go over to the defensive side of the ball. Again, it starts with three guys who will definitely be back. Uh, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and uh, Jimmy Ward. And you're able to kind of build around that. You know, obviously, Mosley will be back. Um, uh, uh, the rookie, Amber Thomas, will be back. I, I think the core group, Armstead, excuse me, uh, but he'll be back next year. But the core group of who the 49ers need to be good, those guys will be back. Here we go. I got my guy Keith coming on. Keith, you are on live, and your two minutes start now. Man, what's up, Croc? Man, I was at the game yesterday, uh, my first time seeing the team all season, and uh, 
I'm not that bummed out just because going into the game, I just had this feeling like either we need Jimmy Garoppolo to come through and win this game or this is his last game. And that's that's how it played out. Like, I was sitting there in the fourth quarter. When we went up 17-7, to I'm like, we need one more score to, like, lock this game down. And he just couldn't come through. And so that's as far as he could take the team, and we should just be ready to move on as a fan base. Like, that's just the expectations you got to have with a quarterback at that level. Quarterbacks of, like, Jimmy Garoppolo's level, they don't usually win Super Bowls. It's very rare. So, like, as a fan base, we should just be happy that we have the solution already in the building. Like, this was the plan for the whole season was to go as far as you could go with Jimmy and turn it over to Trey, and now it's Trey time. It's Trey time, baby. So, that's all I got for you. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. And, and, and I will say this just to kind of elaborate on it, and uh, it is going to be Trey time. But I, I do think – Jimmy will be missed. You know, it, it, I, I hate that, you know, that the last memory of him is throwing the backwards, behind the back, through the legs interception. <laughs> like, like, that's the last memory of Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49 uniform. And that's unfortunate because I do think he brought a lot of good to this team, to the to the fan base, to the organization. Uh, you know, a lot of heartbreak, him missing so many games due to injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, I remember where we were when Jimmy Garoppolo showed up and how it felt and, and, and the wins and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> my guy, Chris said, miss by who? Like, bro, I won't miss him. I, I, I appreciate, I, 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 I appreciate his time. I, I don't want to just gloss over him. Like he just was some bum. You know, I, I don't think Jimmy was a bum. Here we go. I got my guy, Terrence coming on. Terrence, you are on in your two minutes. Start now. Let's go. What's up, Croc? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good, man. Good morning. Good morning. So, man, uh, so the reason why the 49ers lost that game yesterday, uh, we could not get off the field. Uh, the defense couldn't get off the field enough times, and um, we couldn't get uh, we couldn't get first downs when we needed them. And that's that's why that's why they lost. Simple as that. It, it, it comes really down to that. And, and, and people they're going to talk about the defense and stuff. And my thing is, man, defense, man, they gave up 20 points, but. You know, offensively, if you can get a couple first downs, you put the game away. And I keep yeah. going back to 2019 Super Bowl because it was the same thing, right? Like there were just a few plays. It's like, man, can we can we just get a couple plays that's going to result in a dub? And you that's know, they it. weren't they weren't able to do it, and and they weren't yeah. able to do it again tonight, and that's tough. Yeah, just look at the first down, the amount of first downs the Rams had, and look at the amount of first downs we had, and there's the ball game. You know, they got it, they got it done, and we couldn't get it done when we needed to. As simple as that, and um. You know, some of that, that Rams had a good scheme coming in there. Um, they, they they sold out, like you said, they sold out to stop the run. They had eight eight in the box, nine in the box at times, and and it was up to the coaching staff, I think, to try to, to try to see what was going on and try to have a, a plan B for that. And I didn't see one. That's 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 another right. problem I had with it. I didn't see a, a good solid plan B. Okay, 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 McVeigh. I know McVeigh knows me. I know McVeigh. And um, if if they sell out to stop our run, then what do we do? Then what? You know, I, I didn't see a, a plan for a then what? Right. You know, so, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of the blame goes all around, man. A little bit of, of, of the coach, uh, you know, defense, they they pretty much held it down. But I, I saw a couple of uh, uh, secondary plays. I, I mean, I, that could have been better. 
um, you know, my, my boy Shark kind of let me down a little bit. I thought he would come out a little bit ju more juiced than he than in a little bit on his game than he was. But it, you know, it happens, I guess. But you know, uh, all, all in all, man, they had a pretty good season. And, and in my opinion, they had a patchwork offense uh, pretty much all season. You when you anytime you got to get your number one uh, receiver to play running back half the time, you you're kind of in trouble. You know, <laughs> you're not you're not as solid as you need to be on on offense. So. You know, with that, with that being said, they did what they could, and I think they did. They, they I think they exceeded expectation, in my opinion, uh, with, with with what they had to work with. And um, we'll be back next year. And guys, you know, we had, we had, we had. I think Jimmy just just to, just to let you go for my two minutes is up. Jimmy came in. He he spent four or five seasons with us, and he steadied the ship. That's what I'm gonna give him. He steadied the ship, got us on track to to be a respectable, uh, competitive football team. Now it's time for him to depart, and it's time for us to groom and prepare uh, our our superstar quarterback to take it to take it and and, and put us over the hump. That's I like all I that. got to say. That's all I got to all say right. about it. Appreciate you coming on, Terrence. I like how you ended that, man. And and, and that's right, man. Uh, you know, Jimmy did a good job of making this a respectable team, and for the most part, right? Still with the underdogs in every game or whatever. But anyways, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, but. 49ers, definitely a respectable team, a team that people are going to be uh, looking forward to seeing next year. Again, you still the offense is coming back, pretty much the same offense. They're, they're going to be solid. Biggest difference, you're going to have Trey Lance in there, and there's going to be ups and downs. But I, I think 49ers are going to be just fine with Trey. And I can't wait to even, I mean, you know, it sucks. Can't skip to 2023 because I think that's when Trey Lance is going to be to the moon. All right. But uh, shout out to everybody, man. This is tough, man. It's a tough time. I know there are other people that want to call in. I got to go. I'm out here in Mobile. Like I said, this ain't my house. <laughs> you know, I'm not in my office. I know there's over 500 of y'all in here right now. And y'all are probably like, where the hell does this dude live? Why does he have hella beds? Is, is, you know, why does he have hella beds in his uh, <laughs> in his uh, room? No, this is not my home. I'm on the road. I'm in Mobile, Alabama, uh, covering the Senior Bowl for the network. So I got my, my little setup in here. And... Uh, uh, I have to leave now to go, you know, get my credentials and all those type of things for the Senior Bowl out here. Just uh, witnessed the HBCU Combine in Mobile on Saturday. That was awesome. But, hell yeah, man. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hey, shout out to all y'all, man, because remember, this was this this morning show. I got 530 people in here right now. This morning show, it was an accident. <laughs> all right. Uh, I came on one day just to kind of talk about Kyle Shanahan, and I just went live. And, you know, a couple hundred people tuned in. And I was like, damn, if y'all want me to do it again, I'll come back tomorrow. And everybody was like, hell yeah, come back tomorrow. So I came back the next morning. And there were like 300 people. And then the next morning was the uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore getting released and all that. And there was over 400 people. And we've been keeping it rocking ever since. The number has been going up. I appreciate everybody that has tuned in throughout this season. We've had a lot of ups and downs on the show. Uh, we've got to share our emotions. We've had to, you know, gotten a chance to really talk through it. And I love it. I love being able to talk through all this with y'all. Uh, we hear all kinds of different perspectives. For the most part, <laughs> for the most part, uh, you know, people are respect, re, you know, respectful to other people. Everybody's been respectful to me. I appreciate that. I'm going to keep the guests coming on. I've talked to y'all about a guest I'm going to have on. Do y'all want me to just tell y'all what guest I'm going to have on? What? former 49er player. And I think it's it's going to be cool because uh, he's dealt with this. 
He's dealt with this heartbreak. He's dealt with going to the NFC Championship shoots three times, one Super Bowl, dealing with that and how to overcome it. Do y'all want to know who? Y'all want to know who it is? I'll tell y'all. I've been keeping y'all waiting a long time. Uh, my favorite YouTube show. Thanks for the great season. Yeah, I appreciate you, big dog. And we're keeping it rocking. This is not, this is not goodbye. All right. This is uh, this is we're gonna keep it rocking. We're just getting started. And we're gonna keep this rocking throughout the offseason. Uh, it's gonna go to four days a week. Uh Friday will be the only days that we don't record. We're gonna keep it rocking, man. I'm gonna have guests on. So Sean Bullard. Got it right. So there you go. So y'all y'all go ahead and that's who's coming on. Coming on Friday, a guy who was drafted by the 49ers. It took him several years to get to, you know, really start. It started with the Harbaugh years. That was when he finally first started. And uh, he started in that on that team for multiple years, contributed to uh, championships. And, uh, yeah, so no, not Elijah Mitchell. 25 and back of the day. But yeah, man. There you go. Terrell Brown. So Terrell Brown, most likely he'll be joining us Friday. Uh, Friday. I said I just said I'm not recording on Fridays, but I'm gonna record Friday with Terrell Brown coming on. And from there, I'm gonna keep it rocking, man. I'm gonna keep it rocking. Uh bring on other guests. Uh for whatever reason, the you know, the, the players, they all fuck with me. So uh, we're gonna get them dudes on. Y'all can get them perspective throughout the offseason on all these different guys. Uh, I'll be bringing on uh, draft prospects. If y'all want to hear from prospects, if y'all want to hear from prospects, they're going to be on. You know, I've been out here in Mobile, and I'm rubbing shoulders with NFL scouts and stuff like that. I got some uh, I got some uh, scouts from an NFL team. They're going to be coming on. They was like, hell yeah, Croc, man, I'll come on. Uh, so, yeah, man. We're going to keep this show rocking, man. We just getting started. Make sure if you're not already, subscribe to my YouTube channel right here. Also, subscribe to Frontline Sports. I'm going to start doing a weekly roundtable with my guys Jasper and Jamal. We're going to keep that rocking. We got a uh, we got a soccer podcast going up now. Uh, make sure you guys listen to it on, on Patreon. Man, listen, we're just getting started. Just getting started. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, man. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. I'm live from Mobile. I'm going to be bringing you some uh, news, but prospects coming on, NFL players coming on, former players coming on, scouts coming on. Man, who else doing it like that? Man, let's go. I'm on the show. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Man, I'm out. Let's go. Intercepted. It is picked off by Aaron Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Crop Talk TV Podcast. Podcast.